Struggling Well podcast is a conversation between Jimmy and Susie Callum. Jimmy and Susie are co-founders of the ministry Tandem Spirituality, whose purpose is to support the church through cultivating healthy relationships in order to impact the kingdom of God. To learn more, visit tandemspirituality.com. Well, welcome back again this week to another um, podcast of Struggling Well. We're delighted to have you with us. Hope your week has been a good one. Um, We're joined again today by a good friend who who some of you know, many of you know, um, he's been on our podcast before. He's a local pastor here in Charlotte. We flew him in. We flew him in from Matthews. We flew him across the state line. We did. We did. Um, Tim Briggs is with us. And we're we're delighted. Susie, no autographs today, okay? <laughs> well, how can I, I? I can't go on, Tim, if I don't. I have that 16 by 20 over the fireplace. And if you could just sign the edge, that would be so good. Yes, it would be good. It would be. <laughs> I can feel that this is going to be completely out of control today, which is fine because that's kind of the way we operate. Um, and Tim's with us because Tim has um, a kind of a thought that comes out of his pastoring, and um, we thought it would be helpful for us to have that conversation about what he wants to bring. So, Tim, we'll turn it to you. Yeah, this is really counseling for me. So we're just going to record a counseling session. <laughs> the invoice is in the mail. And uh, the millions of people listening can just follow along with uh, the counseling session. So um, yeah, I'm a pastor and um, it, being a pastor is glorious. It is a an amazing uh, job, profession, vocation. It's also very hard and there are times when you just feel up against it. And a couple of months ago, I had one of those seasons where I don't need to get into the particulars, but it was just hard. I felt beaten down. I felt discouraged. I was I was low. I was in a low place. And I had met with a couple of, of pastor friends, and they were so kind. They They wanted to know how I was doing. They had, had assumed things were hard, and and so they asked me how I was doing, and I, I told them the particulars of the situation and how I was feeling. And I concluded that time by saying, you know, ministry's hard. There are times when you feel like you're operating with a negative ledger, that the withdrawals so far outnumber the deposits, and that you, you, you run out, you, that you're running on empty. Um, and in fact, sometimes it just feels like someone's stealing money from your account. <laughs> you know, not even that the, you're willingly letting the money go, but like sometimes it just feels like money's being stolen. And, and I was running on low, mm-hmm. running on running on empty. And one of one of the pastors he meant well, but he said, "Well, why would you operate that way?" And I said, "Why? Well, I, I don't want to operate that way. I'm just telling you how I feel. I, it feels like." a negative proposition sometimes. And this is the season of life God has me in. And he said, well, you know, listen, you should always be operating out of the overflow of God's goodness in your life. And I said, well, yeah, that's true. I I, I do believe that. By the grace of God, I go. I know this. Uh, I'm just telling you how I feel. I feel pretty low. I feel empty. I feel up against it. And after the conversation, I realized... I I felt a lot of guilt and shame, and I think I was already feeling that, but the, after the conversation, I felt it more. And I think I was able to articulate that I, 
I was feeling bad about feeling bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, that there was a part of me that thought, well, Tim, if you if you were just more mature, more sanctified, you could brush this off. Mm-hmm. And you could operate out of that overflow. And it would be as if it didn't happen. As if you were just able to shake it off and go about life in ministry as, as normal. And I couldn't do that. Um, and so I felt bad about feeling bad. Um, should I feel that way? What, what, what do you, I think I know the answer, um, but I'm just telling you how I feel, but you guys tell me, what would you, what would you say to me? My, my first thought is, um, with the other pastor is what was it in him that wanted you to get beyond that and not sit with you in it? That's just a thought. I think that we get a little frightened when people that um, that we love and admire are wrestling. We want it to. We don't want them to be there because, my gosh, you're the pastor for crying out loud. If you don't have this together, then how are we as a congregation, or even me as a fellow pastor? How am I going to make it? I look. I look up to you. I respect you. You got to shake this off, dude, and just move on. Yeah, we're not comfortable. Um, I don't think when when our lives may be a mess or our ministries may be a mess, um, we, we want everything to have a smooth outcome and we want everything to be kind of a linear, um, progression that if we do this, then God will do this. And if God does this, then we will do this. And, and it doesn't work that way. Um, and I think one of the books that has been helpful to me in trying to, to sort through this is second Corinthians, which, um, I've said many times, may have said it on this podcast at one time or another, um, that it's it's Paul's most revealing biographical look into his life and what he experienced. And if you read the first chapter in Second Corinthians, Paul Paul's in some bad way. Uh, he just says, "I despaired even of life." Um, I, I don't think Paul was suicidal. I mean, I don't know that, but I don't think I don't read it that way. But I think it was the hardness of life that didn't have a simple solution to it. And he wants people to be aware of it. And he goes on in that first chapter to say, so that you can be praying for us. Mm. Um, and not 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 an easy fix um, type of situation, but rather one that he was going to work through in his life, in his ministry. And and I think that there's, uh, there's truth to that still today. There's um, in 2 Corinthians, and Jimmy's going to get to another verse there, but in 2 Corinthians 11, 24, he gives an account of what had been going on for him. He says, five times I received at the hands of the Jews, the 40 lashes less one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I was adrift at sea on frequent journeys, in dangers from rivers, in danger from robbers, danger from my own people, danger from the Gentiles, danger in the city, danger in the wilderness, danger at sea, danger from false brothers, in toil and hardship, through many a sleepless night, in hunger and thirst, often without food, in cold and exposure. And apart from other things, there is this daily pressure on me of my anxiety for all the churches. Tell me, how the heck do you shake that off? And I think there's a sense, um, Tim, that I would say um, people people love to have a simple solution to what are complex issues. And and Paul goes on in that 12th chapter to talk about the fact of his weaknesses. And then he says this, but, but Christ said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. 
And and then he goes on, and this this verse in, in the tenth verse gets, I think, oftentimes misquoted. It says, "For when I am weak, and then I, what I've heard many people say, then he is strong." But that's not what the verse says. For when I am weak, I am strong. Mm. And so it's in my weakness many times that God calls me to give out to other people, calls calls me to go ahead and pursue doing what I know He's He's given me to do. That doesn't take away the feeling of I, I don't I'm overdrawn to use your illustration of the bank account. Uh, I'm overdrawn, and um, I think there is legitimacy in feeling that way and acknowledging that. But at the end, recognizing His grace is going to be sufficient. I doesn't it doesn't tell me when this is going to end. This season is going to end. Um, it just tells me that I can keep rolling on because of his grace and that there actually is a strength. And I, I personally think that there's a strength when I can, when you can pastor, you can minister, you can preach, you can do whatever, when you don't feel like you have anything in you to give, um, because it is a showcase for his grace, uh, working in our lives. Um, it, it like, I liken it back to some of the, the psalmists who talk about their laments before God and they end up acknowledging that God is the one who is, they find their trust, their faith, and their hope in. But they also say, this is where I'm at. And and I I don't think there's anything wrong with acknowledging that. People don't like that. Because like Susie said earlier, they, they expect, if you can't figure this out as a pastor, what what hope is there for me? But but here's the thing that I think is so important as, as a pastor, as you're being real and authentic. And, and I don't want to go too crazy on that stuff either, because our whole society now is taking that to the nth degree. But as you are, uh, and like what Paul did, is, is expressing his anxiety, his weakness, his his concerns over his own emotional and physical and mental health. It What that does, I think, to a congregation is it says to them, you're struggling and so am I, but we can, God's going to do something in the midst of our weakness, and we need to be weak so that he is, you know, when I'm weak, I can't do anything. And that's when he shows up. Oh, that's not, that's not what I want to say. That's when he can be seen better than me. Because I, you know, I've, I personally have a tendency to try to come off as strong. I don't think that's very helpful. What, what I think is helpful is when I am um, honest about where I'm at and and God shows up the the spirit intercedes he does something that is totally for his glory because obviously it's not me yeah and so you know what you felt after meeting with those pastor friends of this guilt that you needed to get it right to me is not what scripture wants us to feel scripture wants us to to lean on each other and and to be able to find strength from another person not not to feel the guilt like you don't have it right, because I don't think there is a right or wrong. I would say, if you share that with me, and, and you have, my hope is I encourage you by going, I, I can pray for you. I don't have an answer to the situation, maybe, but I can come alongside you and pray for you. And I can, as it says elsewhere in the New Testament, I can help bear your burden. So I don't know if that answers your question or not. No, it does. I mean, I, Susie, as you were talking, I was thinking about how... Um, I'm I'm good Midwestern stock, mm-hmm. right? Like so, there's something uh, innate in me when something hard comes. It's like, well, just 
pick yourself up by your own bootstraps, you mm-hmm. know, grit your teeth and you're going to be fine. And then you mix that with some uh, probably bad theology I've picked up around, along the way of, well, just belief. It's just easy. Just believe that God is good and he's working all things for good and you'll be fine. And when you mix those two things together, there is this sense of, I should be fine. I should be able to do these things. But you're right. You read the scriptures. That's not uh, what's presented. Isn't that what Job's friends tried to tell him to do in some way? (laughs) They were saying, okay, it's got to be sin. But basically they were saying, shake it off. It's you. Get going. You know, I just, this just came to my mind and I hope I get his name right. Um, I think it was Gordon McDonald. Not the old, old one, but no. Wonderful pastor, wonderful author, and he went through a very dark time in his life. And if I recall, one of the things in his um, biography, autobiography, uh, he, he said that one of his one of the things that w- that happened to him is he didn't share where he was at with anyone. He didn't tell them the truth of of the the emptiness inside of him, and not sharing that led him to make choices to fill that emptiness, which we all do. Um, the scripture is replete with men and women that were struggling and were sharing the, the honesty of their struggle. I mean, Moses, he, he shared that all the time. Um, and I, and I love the picture and I hope I'm not pulling this out of context and making my own theology, but you know, Moses is exhausted and his two guys come and hold his arms up because he wasn't ashamed of being exhausted. But somehow we've made it, gosh, Tim, you need to like pull it together. You've got people following you. You've got to walk straight and, you know, carry on. Yeah. So whether you're a pastor today listening or whether you're just a Christ follower listening, um, in those times of weakness, in those times of having overdrawn your bank account, so to say, um, reach out to others that you trust and it puts you in a vulnerable place but allow them the privilege of sharing your struggles with you, praying for you, and helping us to help bear the burdens that you have. Have a great week. Thanks for joining us. To learn more about the Struggling Well podcast, visit tandemspirituality.com.